And I have returned to the Valley of Walnut Kills. I am back in the studio. This is Vandal the Love Handle Drummond. I have had quite a recess from Lucha World. You've been gone for like one episode, but like two months, basically. Yes, it's been a long time. <laughs> I I have kind of I, I I've kind of been swimming through this beautiful digital archive void that. Uh, we're we're the only regularly scheduled podcast, actually, because we're so irregular. Is, that exactly, exactly. <laughs> if you're a lucha, if you're a lucha, the whole the whole concept of lucha libre is to be being irregular is the is the regular. Absolutely, you know? <laughs> we we are we are formally chaotically regularly functioning in a, the most yeah. dysfunctional manner possible. So this is a. Uh, my my favorite part is how people now realize that it's usually when when you disappear that we when we break our whole <laughs> our whole like we go like two weeks in it like we'll do like four or five shows in a row where it's like every two weeks and then all of a sudden it's like oh Kurt hasn't been around for like two we weeks. all get busy with yeah. stuff uh, yeah. uh but yeah but so yeah here uh, Kurt Kurt Venereal Brown of uh, Vandal Drummond and uh, Frito Esparza. We have returned as a duo to discuss WrestleMania weekend. Absolutely. <laughs> who 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 who's the guy? Ro, Ro, Roman Rhymes. Roman Rhymes. Yeah, he's he's gonna uh, do the triple X match. You think, you think Shane McMahon's gonna be the Undertaker? You mean Seamus McMahon? <laughs> <laughs> have you been watching any WWE at all? No. No. Absolutely not. I watch half of it, and then it's like I can't. It's like, man, how long is it? I, I start wondering how long the show is gonna last. It's like, oh, okay, I think I'm done. In fact, we, we and you know, I keep, I have it's ninety minutes on Hulu. There's a ninety minute version on Hulu, mm-hmm. and, and it's still long. And I still don't wow. watch it. And I still feel like it's too long for me to watch. Well, and we were talking about this before the podcast began. There is just. There's a lot of lucha now in CMLL, basically. And not just a lot of lucha, not a lot of wrestling, a lot of TV, period. Yeah. There's this, like, vast, like, universe of TV shows. Yeah, Netflix. I know there's people who can't even watch lucha because they're trying to finish, like, a, a, a series of, like, Daredevil or... Or whatever the new thing is. We just we finally watched. finished Downton Abbey after really, and we didn't even hear spoilers or anything for because what it finished over a month ago, I think. And I see the commercials for that. I was like, man, that's too like fancy for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more of a I gotta see violence and stuff. I was kind of hoping they'd throw in like an old school wrestler like Bulldog uh, uh, Garnon or you know one of those old Brits, uh, oh. Athel Oakley or somebody yeah. like that. But nah. I'll have to wish that for another series. Yeah. No, I've I've I've, I've been, uh, I I, as usual. No, no, no. Even more so than usual. I've only watched one wrestling match in uh, over a month. I <laughs> I have been That's getting even worse than the last couple. Yeah, of yeah. Episodes. Well, comp, you know, to compensate. Actually, I think before that there was like at least four or five shows where you actually watched a lot of wrestling in between. Yes, yes, I would. Yeah. Well, so. I, I, wrestling's still very present. I've been, I've been just going crazy digging to the digital archives, uh, you know, newspapers, magazine articles, just uh, going back 30s, 40s, 50s. Uh, the, the two wrestlers I've been searching out 
as uh, we spoke about the last time we did a podcast together, Jamil Pulpo. Still, are we going to talk about you leaving me like alone to do a podcast? Of course, we will. And how how upset I am. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I I remember I had to talk you down off the roof. Yes, yeah. You know, you you. I was holding the 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 audio recorder while you were talking me down. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And and it was. And I prepared to do another podcast. And of all places, at Walnut Kills, yes. one of the scariest places in the world. Yes. And it's it's a full one story up. Yes. You know, you, you could have sprained an ankle. I, yeah, I would have been ridden I with been, guilt. I, I could have been in urgent care for the whole for four hours. Waiting. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you might have had have ibuprofen. Yes, yes. I, you know that Tylenol. I would have taken. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't don't mix the two. Oh my yes. God! Don't mix the two. You'll get addicted. Uh, I've been looking for stuff on him and Charo Aguayo. I, I become immersed, and then okay. Well, you meant Jimmy Apulpo and Charo Guayo. And Charo Guayo. Yeah, I'm just kind of uh, I'm finding – having a hard time finding more stuff on El Pulpo, even though he was – looks like he was a pretty decent draw in California for quite a while. Um, uh, yeah, I'm hoping to uh, say more in future podcasts, write some more about it, finding out some fun – don't promise anything, Kurt. I'm not going to promise the thing. You'll, you'll I already know that. <laughs> Whenever I promise, uh, uh, it, it you know I'll come through on the promise, but it'll be very belated. Uh, speaking you, of which, there's three emails I still have. I have not thrown them away. Are you going to read them? I'm right going to respond. No, I'm not going to read them. Oh, they're not to read on the. No, podcast. they're not to read on the podcast. But oh. uh, one of the people I wrote back. Oh, said, they actually want you to respond. They don't want. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh. Yes. So I, I thought it was about the podcast. I no, they want no. you to read them. Well, they well they they wrote in in regards to Lucha or the podcast. So I just, oh, okay, I just so wanted you're... to tell those people if they if they're listening, uh, I'm not ignoring you. Uh, I'm just a flake. You could have just read them, and I would have answered. I them. am a flake. You could read them here, and I'll I'll tell. We I'll could answer. do that. We could do that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, um, you don't have those emails. <laughs> yeah, and, and then of course when I go on the computer and I'm and I'm looking for stuff uh, wrestling, I I'll stray into some other territory. Yeah. And oh, this was this <laughs> this was one that tripped me out. Okay. Remember, remember, like around from 1990 on, when infomercials were getting to be all the rage. Yeah, and there would be certain infomercials that you'd just shake your head at, but every time it was on, you'd find yourself watching the infomercial. You yeah. probably wouldn't buy anything, but what do you remember? In the mid 90s, there was this infomercial from one of the original MTV VJs, uh, Alan Hunter. You know, one of the many infomercials where they make it look like it's a it's a, it's a TV show. Yeah, yeah. And he says, "We've heard about this band from Ireland. Uh, you, know, they, you know, they're they're taking Europe by storm, and now America is gonna experience the Kelly family phenomenon." Oh jeez. Oh my God! This this was like the most contrived infomercial. I don't think I ever saw that one. Oh oh it it. What it was 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 okay. Take, was it a band actually? Like it was a band. Promoting? It was a band with an infomercial. <laughs> yes, yes. Because in the 1990s, there was no way they could actually get any other coverage besides being an infomercial. Exactly, and it was still this when, was back when MTV and VH1 were playing every single crappy type of music. Uh, yeah, and one of the funny things, as opposed to now, where they 
don't play any crappy music and instead play. They don't play music. Yeah, they play they reality, reality crappy reality TV. Series. Yeah, yeah, totally. Although I do like Catfish. But but the funny thing is, the funny thing is, uh, this Kelly family I had never seen on MTV. Yeah. I'd never. So what they do is is. Uh, Alan Hunter would say, you know, we went up to people in New York and played them the Kelly family. You'd see people with a Walkman and they put <laughs> headphones on the people. They're going, oh, my God, these people are great. When are they coming to America? And so this family, OK, picture the Jacksons. Com- the white. <laughs> yeah, white, white, a white version of the Jacksons. But uh, they got thrown into a washing machine with the, the Renaissance Pleasure Fair. I gotta look these guys up. Dude. You Keep must going. look these up. This is a... Tr- these guys were a trip. So, there are all these guys dressed like in this old, like, <laughs> European Renaissance garb, and uh, the family ranges, ranges anywhere in age from, like, five years old to full-grown adults. Oh, jeez. And... <clears throat> Kelly. Kelly family? Yeah, the Kelly family, yes, yes. And uh, the infomercial would just talk about how they've taken Europe by storm, yada, yada, yada. And they made it look like they had a live satellite interview with a family and saying, like, uh, you know, how, how do you guys, like, uh, you know, function as a family and as performers? Said, well, we have family meetings and we're quite, you know. <laughs> uh, and they show them, you know, clowning around, working hard together. And they, uh, uh, but the one thing that kept me watching the commercials is they show this concert footage with pretty large crowds. And what little music they would be showing, I said. This is them? Yep, that's them. That's them. In the 1990s? Yes. What are they like doing? Going for a renaissance type of look? Yeah, well, this is the weird... Uh, <laughs> they, look like, they look like they're uh, like from an ancestral type of... <laughs> like they came from like... They don't look right. That would suck if like they actually yeah. were like... That is a, I must say that isn't, isn't the most flattering picture of them. They... Uh, there's the yeah that that there's that's the logo oh, wow. funky logo they had and the weirdest thing it was the most contrived ridiculous infomercial I saw you know what yet, they kind of look like was that, that remember that you were telling me about that um that cult from L A remember the cult that um what were they called the cult of the children of God yeah that, yes that they, they kind of look like that oh my God I saw a document I saw the documentary on that oh isn't that creepy yeah it's that the love so- family or something like that wasn't it. Uh, oh, Berg. The guy's name was David Berg from Orange County, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in our own backyard, frighteningly. Yeah, I saw the documentary. Um, he was like a wealthy guy, right, at one point? Yeah, oh, yeah. And uh, um, he's yeah, bang- oh. banging his daughter, banging his, you know, and... Uh, <laughs> That's the Kelly. That's <laughs> dude. Well... It looks like they're from, like, the, the time of Christ or something. Oh, totally, totally. <laughs> Oh, and it it, it it was it was funny. I, I'd got keep watching this infomercial, and there were little there there were some songs. I said these look actually kind of appealing. And when I saw the concert footage, I figured it was one of those European festivals where there's like ten bands playing, yeah. and they were one of them. And so obviously there's thousands and thousands and thousands of people watching them. And the, what I found so odd, even at the time, was. Some of their music actually sounded catchy, 
And I could see how it would be appealing on so many levels because it looked like a very family-oriented thing. Yeah. Uh, but, like, uh, some of the uh, adult men in the family, you know, pretty good-looking guys. And there was a 15-year-old guy, Patty Kelly, that all the teen girls loved. Yeah, I'm love. sure they're probably good-looking. Yeah, and, they, and they, they had appeal on so many different levels. Yeah. Uh, at the same time, it was so contrived how they were in this hippie guard. They made yes. it look like they were living the gimmick and yes. talked about how they started. In the 1990s, are dressed as hippies. That's just weird. Oh, yeah, it was a trip. And then, uh, but what really, really killed the infomercial huh? from, because, you know, that was when Amazon.com was still in its infancy, yeah. not really. Still well in a known. garage. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. When, but. So they sold their CD, and the song that they tried to market was a song called I Fell in Love with an Alien. Oh, jeez. Okay, now that explains Oh, that. my God. And I thought, of all the songs you're trying to push at the United States, is this god-awful song about falling in love with an alien? And they even showed part of a video of them in their Renaissance garb walking onto a UFO. <laughs> oh, my God. So... I was just doing oh some... Oh, God. I'm going to have to watch this later. Oh, look it up on YouTube. Oh, God. You're going to have to watch this on YouTube. Um, and then people can get mad at you for me not updating the website or something. Although the website's going to be down tonight, so... Okay, so that. remember that, people. The website is going <laughs> No, it's not going to... No, pointless right now. Down. I'm talking about Thursday night, so... It's deep. It's Thursday. It's Thursday <laughs> night, so... But, you know, and so I'm kind of... I, I, I just... After a while, I kind of figure, oh... You know, infomercial's not on, the the project must have failed, and they're probably not that big a deal in Europe. And then uh, I, I, about 10 years back, I, uh, I'm i looking through the L.A. Times, and in the obituary uh, oh. section, they say, uh, I can't remember the father's name. He died. He died. Oh, okay. And I, they actually had a write-up on him. And I'm saying, oh, my gosh, they actually were something somewhere. They were actually, like, had, did have some notori- notoriety. Because I'm so used to all these like bands you see advertised like yeah. they're huge in Botswana or Denmark and uh, you know and uh, well that's uh, always that's something that you notice like a lot of musicians that don't make it big here they'll be big stars in other yeah, countries yeah they'll try to tout that <laughs> or they don't even know they don't even know because yes, everybody yes. thinks oh what's what's the big deal and they're like wow they're a yeah. big star in South Africa it's like oh I didn't even know that exactly and, and, exactly. and, yeah. and, and, the, and the thing that I where's remember, the royalties <laughs> where's my money and before the father died what little I did know of the band the thing in the back of my mind is I thought I wonder if this is one of those things where all the kids were, were raised and said you will dance you will sing you uh-huh. will do what I say and so about a few months after the father's death, I decided to just kind of do a search on the Kelly family, and suddenly, uh, um, they, I think some of them stayed together as a band, but some of them went their separate ways, and suddenly uh, some of them ditched the Renaissance garb, and I said, oh, okay, sounds like the father... It was, and... So about a month ago, I'm doing a bunch of my wrestling research, and I decided. <laughs> it's to about goes from, I like so this was. Well, I thought I, I thought. Yeah, I, you I, were I, looking I, for wrestling, and you found them. Yeah, yeah, and I wanted, and I thought, you know, I'm going to put something funny on Facebook, and I said, I wonder if YouTube has that old infomercial, and so I'm looking for the Kelly family infomercial, and what I find is the actual concert that they showed footage of in the infomercial, 
And it was actually a concert that was aired live from Germany. Oh, wow. And when I mean it was aired live, like, it was a big deal. Yeah. And I'm, and, you know, I'm kind of, then I start kind of doing, you know, just some, you know, you know, some work in the office, and I have it on in the background. I'm watching the concert, and I'm saying, wait a minute. This is actually pretty cool stuff. I mean, I mean, the concert was actually really good. It reminded me of what people said about Jimmy Buffett. Uh, yeah. I know people said, I'd never buy one of his albums, but I went to one of his concerts and it was the best concerts I ever saw. Really? And I've never heard any. I don't think I've heard him sing. Like You never heard Margaritaville? Oh, okay. Maybe I have. Yeah, I heard a few. I heard a few. <laughs> you know, there, it's, he's just somebody I'm not really yeah. like. So like I, I, I like the song Margaritaville. You know, there's a lot of Musicians you hear and you—I've never heard of them—and they're like, "You right. never heard this song?" I was like, "Oh yeah, I have." I love the song Margaritaville, yeah. but nothing else of his yeah. does anything for me. But I've always been told uh, if he's in concert, see him. It's like one of the most fun concerts. And so I said, and, and then so I just do a little more googling, and I found out for about two years they were like one of the biggest things in uh, certain parts of Europe. Wow! And uh, to the point where like people, you know, they had to. Be careful, people stalking the family, that kind of, you know, like they were huge for a few years. And uh, I got even more curious, and I found it was kind of hard to find stuff that wasn't obviously made up publicity. Like, yeah. uh, uh, early when the family was around, uh, the something really sad, the mother died suddenly of cancer, and they made it sound like her last words were like "keep singing" or something yeah. silly like that. Uh, but when I finally found uh, solid some solid information on them, <laughs> you know, okay, the, the Renaissance type, uh, Irish, you know, Kelly family, Irish. Well, they were known a lot of places in Europe, but guess where they weren't well known? In their own own area, Ireland. Ireland wow. And while they did live in Ireland among they were like, the among they? other places in Europe, <laughs> guess where they were originally from? Where? The USA. Wow, really? <laughs> so they were Americans. They were Americans. Um, I mean, most of the kids probably spent most of oh, their the Iron youth Iron. in, in uh, Europe, different places in Europe. But the father is one of these guys, and there's a whole bunch of guys like this who was like probably in his... 30s when the whole hippie movement happened and yeah. suddenly they drop out of their job and grow a ponytail and become a hippie. It happened a lot. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the picture makes them look like that guy who was the... The, the, the David Berg guy. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the, the creep. Type of guy. The creep. Yeah. Speaking of which... At, uh, and, so this, and this led to Seamus, right? <laughs> <laughs> Seamus is the youngest Kelly... But, but, you know, it's one of those things where the story behind the actual myth is yeah. a lot more fascinating. But, uh, yeah, Kelly family, yeah. Lavitt, Laura Lee, I, I, I'm shocked to say I actually recommend checking it out on yeah. YouTube. It's actually a fun concert. I, I, I'm, I, I, you just went off topic, like, within the first... Op- I, actually, thought, I thought I would didn't start... didn't go off topic. You, yeah, we thought, started off topic. <laughs> yes, I thought I would start off topic, and then we'll go into the wrestling. Yeah. And, Everybody's like, when are they going to talk about... Re-? The first time listeners are like, when are they going to talk and about I'm wrestling? Turning, and I'm turning red of embarrassment, saying I actually enjoyed watching the concert. And uh, I know there's some p- p- people out there who probably... Watched that infomercial like I did, and they're lying and said they never saw it. And uh, now they're watching Kelly Fine yeah. live at Laura Lee and are saying what a dork I am 
for watching it. Kurt's doing that while I have to watch two hours of CMLL Pueblo. Yes, I am a dork. Thanks a lot, Kurt. And I am a or CMLL Informa. Poor guy. The I've Pueblo been watching shows. all these other shows. And Pueblo, cool arena. CML Informa. You don't even watch that. But you got a plug. Oh, yeah, I did Marco get a plug. Corleone. You, hear, you heard it yes, on the podcast. Yes, that was so cool. Yeah, you, I know when I told you and you said... You and Rob you said, Beeper. Yeah, I was laughing about that when you said Rob Beeper. I was like, how do you get Rob Beeper off of Rob Beeper? But it's like, <laughs> hey, it's it's the it's the thought that counts. I wasn't going to be all over, like all... Absolutely. So, 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 that, so that's what mischief I was into. But it's just I, weird. It's just weird when when when... You don't really think somebody's going to mention you on a par- on a on yeah. a show. It's like mm, I don't know. A toast to Marco Corleone. Yeah. This guy rocks. Yeah. So <laughs> Chris, like, well, I guess now we got to talk about lucha. <laughs> well, I've I've been into. Uh, uh, we got to talk about something that happened like four weeks ago <laughs> to oh, start. Oh, totally, totally, yeah. Well, well, the one thing Kurt's watched is from a month ago. While I have been searching Actually, it is a month everybody ago. from, well, I've been uh, spending all my time searching everybody from Charo Aguayo to Jiminy El Pulpo to uh, Americans like Ted Thai and, oh, Chino Achui, you know that, the veteran? Yeah, Chino Achui. Do you know what Chino, they called like him? Like Chino Cho or something like that? Yeah, you know what yeah. they called him in uh, Tennessee? What? Sneeze. Oh, Jesus. Because of his name. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Chino Chu. Wasn't that Chino Chu? Well, there was Chino Cho. Cho. But Chino in Cho. the 30s, there was a... Chino Cho. Uh, a Chu or something like that. Uh, yeah. A-C-H-I-U. Yeah. A Chu. Yeah. A Chu. A Chu. Yeah. I, I, I was reading... I, I know that because I, I, we were talking... I know Chino, Chino Cho, and I'm like, well, who's this other guy? It's like... <laughs> yeah, I'm Chino too, Cho was... It was late. Lot. I was like, I'm done with this stuff. When you get to the point where you're like doing yeah. a ninety minute recap of, you have to recap a ninety minute oh, show totally. of yeah, show was the like, Guatemalan. Wow. So I was yeah. spending my time looking uh, looking up old history like that while not watching while also uh, uh, getting enamored with a, a, a pseudo Irish family. Uh, who yeah, you're not watching. Father. There's like a CML yeah. show every single day, and you're not even watching. Oh, one more side note before we get into the wrestling. Oh my God! Come on. <laughs> Story, uh, I, did, I, did I bring this up on the podcast before? Yeah, about the Story Salon, the, 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 the girl, girl, girl. Yeah, yeah, Bell Baca. Yeah. She's writing a, a book on it. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. The documentary's good. It's really graphic, though. Is it really? Yeah. Where, now, where did you find? I this? saw it on Hulu, but I don't know if it's still okay, on. Okay, I'm gonna. It. I, I'm gonna look. Because I, I think they're called like the the fur the. I know they're called family something family. Yeah. The first family or something. Uh, yeah, like I read a really chilling book about that. They actually showed the woman having a baby, and it's like, graphic. oh my god! It's like, you know, you know, it's not like like it's like, oh, you know, you think yeah. that, but it's like this is something that they oh, actually yes. they were the the family was filming, and mm-hmm, it's like, mm-hmm. dude, seriously, this, no, no, they were. I don't uh, want to see. I don't want to see. That. It's like, well, it's funny because I remember asking. Uh, I ran into Belbaca's story yeah. recently. I asked her, you know, was the whole church like that? And she says. Says and she said, "Yeah, what is said is true." But he said that she said there's also a lot of people in there who are actually trying to follow religion. Yeah, they life. were they were saying one one of them one of them when they started getting really because the 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 leader was getting a little weird. One mm-hmm. of the guys in the documentary he's like, "That's when I left." He's like, hey. yes. he's like, he's like, he was telling us who we had to marry and who we we had, the the family came before the our our own children. It's like that's when I was like, I'm done with this. Yeah, like, yeah, because as far as I can tell, she. She wasn't like one of the ones who had yeah. to be molested as a child, but she was pretty much. It sounds like she's pretty much trained to to raise other kids when she was still a kid. You know, like 
Yeah, because um, they're busy doing all this. Yeah, I, I'm really curious to hear you know when to, when the book comes out. And yeah, we'll talk about just the experience, but. Um, uh, yeah, I do want to check out the documentary though. I remember the first I heard of him was on a, a an expose on them on like one of the shows like Twenty Twenty back in the eighties and yeah, that freak, I mean that was the yeah. first I heard of him. It's actually movie. a really good documentary. It starts from the beginning all the way to oh, the wow. Way. Yeah, I'm, I'm when when he it. dies and everything, how yeah. he died and everything like that. There's a lot of good stuff. Very cool. So and now <laughs> he's like, no, nah. <laughs> like, nah, I got to talk about lucha. No to lighter stuff. Well. <laughs> Wrestling could be like there's a lot of good stuff. Like maybe not. When I did the show last time, because there was so much going on. I mean, Cinta de Oro passed away. Um, yes. Well, somebody from your uh, yeah, from what I watched, from your you know, backyard. I was killed on what else happened? Dos Leyendas was going to happen. Ray the Reyes mm-hmm. was going to happen. Lucha Underground. I don't think Aztec Warfare happened that week. That was the. I don't think so. That was the. Day, I think that was the day after or something. I I did the podcast. Yeah, the the show. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff to talk. You about. Carried it off quite well. Yeah. I mean, I could tell. I could tell you the Hayabusa part. I thought I kind of got a little, because I think well, that, that probably would have been easier. Because I, I if I had somebody to remind me yes. about stuff, I would have been. It would have been easier. But like, also, oh. also it was the first time you're doing it by yourself, and yeah. it's the first ten minutes. I could tell you just felt a little like awkward. It's weird. It's once weird. Once you got rolling, yeah, it's it's fine. weird because you're it thinking. You're thinking, you're hearing yourself, and there's nobody else talking to you. It's like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> I, that's why I've never tried one of my own. Yeah. It's like, I, I have a hard time talking. I, to now, I, now I know that I could do it. Yeah. I, I'll, I don't mind doing it again, but it's like, it's not something I'm going to, like, if you're available, we'll do it. If not, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, in fact, I'm glad I'm here to do it, because since I have been so out of the scene. This is the show, you're, this is where you're going to get all your Lucha news, right? Yes, this is where <laughs> I'm getting my Lucha news. The first thing I want to ask about is, there has been, sounds like, very complex dysfunction within AAA, uh, Lucha Underground. Yeah, uh, even Lucha Underground's having, like, some... It's not. It's not as. It's not as bad as AAA with Lucha Underground, but mm-hmm. I mean, there's some weird stuff going on with, with talent. Like, not so much. Not everyone, but WWE trying to get certain guys to like go yes. with them. But it's weird. I, AAA is really like, you know, the whole thing with Conan and him alleging like, him leaving AAA and then all of a sudden alleging yes. that that um they never helped out the the woman who passed away in the in that bus accident oh yes yes and all this other stuff that's going on and then um so i think last week a bunch of um like on a monday mm-hmm. um steve Payne, carta brava jr and goya kong all quit oh really they all mentioned that they were done with triple a mm-hmm. well steve Payne's been out of triple a since i think for a while although he did yes. show up every once in a while and then he um, was somebody who seemed that he'd be in and out yeah because he's from of, la i yeah. mean the peso isn't going to be worth it. I know to he, him, has like, a, he has a son. Yeah, so it's not going to be something that he's going to be able to do all the mm-hmm. time, especially if you're not getting regular work in, in yes. Mexico. So, and then like two, a day or two later, um, Charlie, Mini Charlie Manson quit. Wow. And you know, when Mini Charlie Manson is quitting, you know, it's, there's problems. <laughs> Just, yes, absolutely. <laughs> although he's not, he's not so many. He's pretty, he's, he's ripped. Um, so then um, King Cuerno. I don't know if you've heard the story about what's going on with him. No, King I Cuerno. Have not. King Cuerno in Lucha Underground is Hijo de Fantasma in AAA. Mm-hmm. He's um, apparently WWE made him like an off- offered him a spot. Really? After in that, like four years of rumors. <laughs> seven years, I think wow, seven it's or eight. Been that years. Long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he was offered not a spot, not like a not a contract to be in the promotion, mm-hmm. a spot in that global tournament, cruiserweight tournament. Yes, like to be part of it, and he actually wanted to go to that. And uh, Lucha Meltzer was mentioning this that um, 
Lucha Underground AAA said that he couldn't because he has a contract. Wow. And, you know, that's right. He's got a contract. Mm. He signed it. So he's no-showing a lot of their stuff now. Mm. Like, trying to find a way to get out of that contract. Yes. And I'm, like, thinking, man, you know, this whole issue would have been, wouldn't have been a problem. Because, I mean, it's no secret. The guy spoke English going back. We knew about it, like, going back seven, eight years. It's not something that was recent news. It's going back years when he first started. People knew he spoke English. And, of course, I don't know what it's like to be... And he was always... He was good... But I think the exposure he's gotten with AAA and Lucha Underground has been has made him look a lot better. Yes. So I'm guessing that. I don't know what it's like to be in the booking office, a promoter, and you're kind of in the eye of the hurricane of making dealings. But I would think, why not risk somebody leaving for WWE? Let them be happy and do a shot there. Rather than be miserable and feeling taking a spot for somebody yeah, else. Then you yeah. lose him for certain. Well, you know, and that's the other thing. I remember when remember when WWE was signing all the indie guys, and everybody's like. Oh, the indie business, the the indies are going to die and everything. Mm-hmm. It's not going to die. It just means they're going to give somebody else an opportunity. You Absolutely. know, PWG, like when when WWE was signing guys and when they had the issue with TNA, because mm-hmm. not they didn't have a, it wasn't so much an issue, but more like TNA, not letting guys work certain indie shows, or even Ring of Honor when they had, whenever those promotions decide that it's time not to have their guys work other places. They'll tell them not to work at those other places unless they get, you know, a certain deal or whatever. And uh, they found guys to fill the spots. You know, there's talent everywhere. You're going to find talent. There's like, oh, yeah. there's a lot of talent. So like in New Mexico, I mean, CMLL, remember Sombra left? Or he was like, oh, Sombra's leaving. I don't think they even like, I don't think anybody like, yeah, you miss some because he was a talent. Mm-hmm. And it hurts the Ingobernables even worse now when I mentioned the, the news, the latest news with Ingobernables. But I mean. Look at who, ever since Sombra's got, left, Mascara Dorada came back from mm-hmm. Japan. And look at all the guys they're debuting in the last two months. And then they brought in Cibernetico and Caristico. Yeah, granted, Cibernetico's not Sombra. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, he can't even lace up his boots, but it's like it's another yes. name that you could bring in. Caristico, I mean, he, he had a really good match with Ultimo Guerrero. I mean, there's another mm-hmm. guy that's... So it's like, they've been able to continue. And it's like, it wasn't like Sombra was really like changing the business where it was drawing a larger and look crowds. Look at, look at even when uh, AAA began raided all of CMLL. Everybody said CMLL was going to fold. And there's still and, although and it, you know, something I even remember when I first knew Conan. One of the one of the first conversations we ever had. He says he was saying you have no idea how many talented wrestlers you'll never hear of in Mexico. You'll go into some small town and there's these guys who are yeah. any American wrestler you've seen. And you know what's great now is that with the internet, a lot of those guys get discovered a little a little yes. quicker. Because I mean, I remember what, before Twitter and all this stuff really became a big thing. I mean, ta- through tape trading, we would know about Echicero, Caifan, mm-hmm. all these guys. And it took people like six, eight years to find out who they were. Like in... It, in Mexico City, knowing yes. who those guys are, and I'm like, dude, I knew about these guys like six years before these guys. It's so weird, and it's like, but I mean, that's how it works. But nowadays, you can find talent everywhere now. So it's like, you could be watching YouTube, and you'll find somebody like on on, on some indie shows. Like, hey, this guy's pretty good. Let's give him a shot. Turns out to be Absolutely. pretty good. I yeah. mean, there's probably more indie wrestlers in America than there ever has been. Yeah, in history, and. Well, in Mexico, for generations, there's probably more wrestlers in Mexico than there are traffic lights. And you know, it's you weird know, because I mean, you think you people are like, oh, there's there, there's going to be a drop off, and the guy develops. You 
find a young guy, you develop him, mm-hmm. build him up, and he becomes another yeah. star, and he moves on to a bigger promotion. That's how it works. Yeah, so with Queen King Cuerno, that's going on. And um, But the thing with Hijo de Fantasma, and it's not just Hijo de Fantasma. I mean, Ray the Reyes, they had two guys no-show. Mm-hmm. Sexy Star quit the I think she's pretty much quit the promotion. And then there was tension there for a while. Yeah, right? like she, yeah, she, she didn't want to defend the title. She's like, they don't even, they don't even, like, they, we don't even defend it. Why am I going to worry about it? And, you know, mm-hmm. part of it is that she doesn't want to lose. Right. But then the other part is, if you're not getting paid, that's another issue. A lot of the yes. guys are saying they're not getting paid what they, what they feel they mm-hmm. deserve. Cibernético is the one that brought it up. He's like, if you're not getting paid, you're not going to stay there. So it's like, absolutely. And there's not. other, especially with there being so many more options, and that's what's happening with Lucha Elite. That's an option, mm-hmm. and guys are going like, let's just go there. Well, and something that seems to be different is from what what I've understood talking with you, a few other people. About ten years ago, there was very you could get work on indies, but you didn't make much. But I, I that's changed a little, hasn't it? Well, now because there's like more like there's more involvement through CMLL and mm-hmm. AAA, allowing guys to work with certain indie promotions. So you get that for a lot of the indie guys, and more so for the guys that are dealing with CMLL, right? Because AAA isn't gonna like if you leave AAA, they're not gonna let you mix with them. Whereas like Cibernético has been able to work with a lot of the CMLL guys, not just in CMLL shows, but in an elite, but like on indie shows, like in even in the U.S. Mm-hmm. So it's like that's that's the other option that they're getting a lot now. So AAA sounds yeah, like AAA is rife with discontent. Well, you know how bad it is when Doctor Lucha thinks AAA is looking like they might not last beyond a year. So it's like <laughs> now now the shoe the shoe has been put on so, on the other side. I mean, what what's your personal take? Do you think there's is it strictly a money issue? Do well, you, you think it's dysfunction within the organization? Well, it's dysfunction and or disorganization. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that as we go through the the recent shows. Um, but I think it was it's. I think Cibernetico put it best. He's talking about how how they were they become worldwide. He's like they want to be worldwide. They want to be a big promotion. It's like, but how are you going to be able to keep talent when you're you have stars in your promotion? making preliminary wrestler type of money. Yes. And it's like, you can't do oh, that. Very good point. He's like, he's like, you can't do that. So these guys, if there's an option, they're going to leave. Mm-hmm. And you're starting to see a lot of the guys, like a lot of the Lucha Underground guys, they're getting booked in the U.S. now. So I think they're starting to say, hey, we can make more money over here. Let's let's kind of, they kind of want to understand why they're not making what they are in AAA. Oh, it's, and it's a, so, in this country... And I think each guy, it's a different different. And issue. in this country, it's a different animal than indie wrestling. I remember when indie wrestling was around in the 70s, 80s, it was, it was, I mean, it, was, it wasn't farm league, it was barn league. I mean, <laughs> but now, I, okay, let's put it this way. Back then, I never thought I'd see the day where you have guys making money by booking indie wrestlers across the states like yeah, guys representing yeah. indie wrestlers yeah. that was like unheard of back then yeah it's just it's it's i don't know what's going on with triple it's 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 just weird it's a mess and you know you have it's everybody's talking about how 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 they're all now it's all with conan gone mm-hmm. and because conan used to get a lot of the blame yes. but with him gone now people are like directly blaming the Rodan family mm-hmm. and the people who are running AAA were it's like, how are you like supporting us? But I think a lot of the problem is like, it, it kind of feels like when Pena would do like, remember when he would run shows and it was like, 
the talent wasn't at that level. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what they want to go back to. Like, hey, we don't want to pay all these guys, but we want to make money. And it's like, but these guys are really good, talented wrestlers. It's not like when rolled when Pena that period where it was like cybernetic going guys who were going to get booked by yes. other promotions. Like those guys weren't at that level. It's like, it's different. I don't know. It's just weird. Yeah. I mean, it's weird to be talking about triple a as being the disorganized promotion where CML is all these fucking <laughs> stuff up too. So it's like, well, what? Okay. Th- this is the thing that, uh, CML is just weirdly booked and disorganized and other things, but it's like, you don't really hear guys complaining about working for them. It's like yeah, and and the thing that um, people actually want to go there for some reason. Like, yeah, well, well, one of the things I've always liked about trip, I mean, uh, CMLL since I really started, you know, really rapidly following Lucha is, uh, well, they they won the very first that very first promotional war in the fifties uh, through a lot of political sh- chicanery. Yeah, uh, you know, that was pretty. That's pretty clean cut, but when UWA came around, I mean that was powerful opposition. Yeah, and and UWA was really good. Like they, they had talent. Yes, I mean, uh, and not just talent. They developed a lot of the next superstar talent. And uh, in the early '80s, when I was checking out the Lucha Mags, if you told me in ten years they would be winding down and obsolete, I would say, "Are you kidding me?" Uh, I, I remember local LA wrestlers were all jazzed if they got to do a tour of, um, you know, UWA because that was a big business. They that were was... making a minimum of eight hundred a week, and they were getting stuff paid for, two hotels paid for, <laughs> meals paid for. Uh, they loved it, and uh, in fact, I remember one of the guys, uh, Bobby Lane. He was brought there, and they like, just put a mask on him, and just some throwaway gimmick, like like the dragon or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. He did he did phony kung fu moves, and you know, the, but they paid him well, like yeah. really well. And I guess what I dug about CMLL, what whether you know you like Paco Alonso or the uh, don't like the Luderos, I. It seemed like they never panicked, like they weathered the storms whenever they. Yeah, and I think, I, and I think that's the, that's what, where you get frustrated because mm-hmm. it's not like they don't do anything that's like, like, you know, some promotions catch fire. You see it, good wrestling, a lot of good wrestling nonstop. Mm-hmm. Whereas them, it's like, yeah, they have some good stuff, but it's not constant. Like they'll have like a a two three month period where it's like ah, oh, same. You'll stuff. shake your head. Wondering, yeah, it's like oh, what what's going on? Thinking, yes, and it's know? like, and so it frustrates the fan, but it's like. Mm-hmm. It's worked for them. Like they're still around, so who yeah. knows? It's yeah. but it's it's just one of those weird things with them. Um what was I gonna say? Um So the only match you've actually watched was um uh, Dragon Lee versus Kamaitachi, right? Yes. What did you think of that match? I loved it. Do you know the did you know the backstory behind the other stuff that they added to that match? No, I didn't. Well, it's a title match. It was the title match. I knew it was a title match, and I knew that. So the Wednesday before that match, mm-hmm. um, well, you heard the podcast, so, but I don't think I brought that up on that podcast because it was. If you did, I don't recall what it was. Yeah. So um, that CML Informa show mm-hmm. that I keep telling you that I have nightmares watching, <laughs> reliving. No, just kidding. Um, they had two of the women, um, Yuvia and Reina Aces, mm-hmm. and they were making a bet where the loser 
of their next match would wear a bikini on the on a future episode. I'm sorry. Of the show. Yes, I do know this. Yeah, so, I do know this. Yes. So the whole thing, Kamatachi decides yes. that he's going to do that. So a week passes. Kamatachi doesn't show up. Mm-hmm. This past week, actually, not the the last week. Um, they have Okamura as a guest on the show because he's there to translate for Fujin, another one of the Japanese wrestlers. So as they're talking, they tell Okamura, hey, uh, before they bring in Fujin, they tell Okamura, um, where's, um, what's happened to Kamitachi? Or like he's telling, the, the, the host is telling uh, Okamura because he wanted Okamura to say the bad word, the first bad word he learned in Mexico. Mm-hmm. And Okamura doesn't want to say it. So then um, the announcer's like, you know what, You're, all you Japanese guys, you never, you, you always back out of everything. So as he's saying that, you hear somebody yell out, Yo, si, cumplo. I, I do honor my bet. Uh-huh. It's kind of, it's loosely translated. Mm-hmm. And it's Kamaitachi wearing a, a coat. So Kamaitachi comes down <laughs> in a coat and then um, tells the guy, he keeps yelling at the guy that I, I honor my bet. So he, he flashes the, the announcer and then he tells, um, so then the announcer asks the fans if they want to see Kamaitachi in a, in a bikini. So the fans are like, yeah, yeah. So they, he, Kamaitachi says, I want them to start a Kamaitachi chant. So they start, Kamaitachi, Kamaitachi. So what does he do? He takes off the, 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 the coat. And he's in a bikini, and he just does a little dance and everything. Awesome. It was hilarious. That's what I take it back. Yeah. I, I did hear you say yeah. that is awesome. Well, not that part. That part I wrote about the the the, the last part. I, I yeah, but I did hear about. it. Yeah, you yeah, heard not about in the podcast, but I did. I oh, you read it. You read that. it on my Twitter That's account. Awesome. Yeah, so I was just like, so I just thought that was like just adding more to that <laughs> whole feud. Um, yeah, but that match was great, and that also was the they also had the. Mexico versus Japan match at the Dos Leyenda show that mm-hmm. you didn't watch, right? Right, I did not watch it. My goodness! Now wait it was a ten bucks. How much, how much did you get to watch? Because did, did I watched. Watch oh, the- I watched. I ended up watching the entire show because um, somebody had a copy of. The, oh, cool! Because I because I thought like, on Casas. I, I thought I saw on t- Twitter. There it was ran out. It, like, there was some yeah. feed problems. There was some feed problems, and I think the problem was like I was. I I, I, I think I said it on Mark Cole's podcast mm-hmm. that um, Winter Palace podcast. That um, I noticed that the the there was a glitch during the feed. I was watching the video, and there's a, a glitch on the video where, it, like, it just like it's it like it like stutters a bit. Yes, the the video kind of stutters, and I thought, okay, that's where I think it actually um, where the feed stopped, and mm-hmm. some of it kicked us out. Some of us couldn't get back. Some of us, some others could. So, but I ended up watching the match. I thought it was a good match. I mean, mm-hmm. the sh- I thought the show was good. I mean, for what it was, there was a couple of matches where I could have. You don't really have to watch, but the, the two hair matches were good. Oh, cool! Um, and you know me; I'm not looking for Mexico versus Japan yeah, was good. I'm not. I'm not looking for five. Casas was matches. insane. Casas so, was insane. He took a uh, that sit that that power bomb to the to the floor. Really? He, like the wow. the then he uh, he also did a uh, a head. He did two. Uh, he took he took two Frankenstein's mm-hmm. off the top rope, and he also attempted one. He wow. didn't attempt it. I think it was attempting a head scissors off the top rope, but he couldn't quite get Volador Jr., but it, 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 they made it work. And then he took the reverse, the inverted Frankensteiner from a, wow. in a corner. Wow. And this guy's like 55, 56 years old, and he's taking these moves, and it's like, geez. And, and I, I really want to watch the match because you know, I've said it a hundred times. The first thing that blew me away about Casas was I saw these 
crazy bumps he was taking, but when I look closely, he knew yes. what he was doing. It, yeah, wasn't, yeah. it wasn't like a thing where he crashes and burdens and you see him taped up the next one. Well, and you know, you the know? cool thing is that you're watching this and I remember we already interviewed both of these guys. So it's like, yes. you kind of know them and know their backstory, know how, how like, how hard they like actually, how much they love the biz, what they do. And at the same time, how hard they prepare for that stuff. So it's like, you're, you're and, and, and really enjoy the life. And, and how much they admire each other too. Like that. Yes. Thing. Yes. Uh, and, and, and uh, I, I gotta say, I never get tired of seeing those pictures people post because uh, I saw one post. Yeah, Casas with the with his grandfather. Yeah, with grandson. Oh god, that's adorable. Yeah, yeah. So that and was he's actually, the most youthful looking grandfather. Yeah, without his I hair, he looks seen. younger. He looks yeah. younger without his hair. Yeah, yeah. So that was actually really good. Um, the one negative about that was um, during the Maximo Rush match, mm-hmm. Rush had as a second Pierroth. No way. And the Pierroth is officially now the new Ingobernable. No, no. Yes. <laughs> and, oh, and they had this great thing where uh, they kept asking um, in, um, Pierroth if he was done with the, the Puerto Rican team, the mm-hmm. Bariquas. And he said, he said that they were lazy. And he said, yeah, that's in the past. <laughs> that's in the past. The Ingobernables are the present and the future. So then um, the fall, last Friday when they had to, I think it was last Friday or one of the shows that I watched. No, actually, it was Tuesday, the Tuesday show. Um, Sagrado and Mysterioso Jr. were still dressed in the Barricos gear, <laughs> still yes, doing the gimmicks. Yes. And they had Pierrot. His second was still the same. I think it was um, mm-hmm. the, the, the Comandante. I was like, dude, they're still doing the same thing. Wow. It's typical CML where they don't like just change him. He's horrible. Like It's oh like, a, I, I think Rush just wanted to make then Gobernables hate it again. <laughs> Fredo, Fredo, first you freaked me out by saying on Twitter that Thunder might return. And he's returning. No! That's the other one. Oh, yeah. Oh. Apparently he's returning. Why'd they do that? In the in the national the the, the Parejas Increíbles tournament. Um yeah, so that was the other disappointing news. They did ask Pierrot about um about him being um Rush's father and they're still playing it off as that he's not. Uh-huh. So uh, they actually had an interview with all three of them on on uh, on uh, on one of those YouTube videos, mm-hmm. and um, Rush was like telling, "Hey, you're saying everybody wants to know if you're my fa- if you're my father." He's like, "But let's tell everybody you're everybody's papi, <laughs> like you're everybody's papi." Uh-huh. And so, so they're making a joke. But on the show that he was on, he, they were asking him about him being a father, pure, um, Rush's father. And he's like, "Why don't you ask Rush?" And then he's like, "I can't ask. I can't ask Rush." He's like, "He's like, well, why don't why don't you ask his uh, mom, and find out if I'm his if I'm his father." And he's like, how am I going to ask his mom? I don't have her phone number. He's like, well, you could ask Rush. He's like, yeah, I'm going to go ask Rush for his mom's phone number. <laughs> like, That's going to go well. <laughs> I was just laughing at that. Oh. But, but it is, he's so bad. It's like, it's it's not oh even funny. Oh, my Lord. That's amazing. Between him and Canelo Casas and Thunder, it's like, oh, my God. All this wow. is disappointing. Wow. Yeah. Well, well, at least Canelo Casas, I mean. He sucks. He stuff. sucks, but, I mean. Okay, put him next to Thunder and Piero. I mean, he's mom. probably worse than them. <laughs> yes. Really, really? That? Yeah, he's pretty bad. Wow, they're in the they're in that level where that they're Danny all. Danny Casas is whoa. Yeah, you. <laughs> that's right. You've seen him. Wow, Rocky Casas isn't that great either. He just debuted too, but he's young though. So is 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 there somebody who isn't? 
Okay. He has. Right. He looks at least that he might have potential, but it's, like, like he could just be green. Yeah, he's just green. He's just okay. Green. So with Danny and Canelo, do you, do you think there's Canelo? Canelo's the oldest of the third generation Casas. You realize he's older than Puma and Tiger. Holy shit! And Puma and Tiger blow him away in the ring like by miles. But they blow a lot of people. away. Yes, yes. Ring. You're yeah, like that's... it's so funny. Like you're watching. I was watching uh, it... the Tuesday show and they had Puma as announcer, and I'm like, dude, this show is supposed to be. About young talent getting a chance. Yes. And Puma's the announcer. Like, oh my God. Make him the star of this show. It's like, why are you guys having wasting him? Pierrot is on the show. Perhaps Canelo. Maybe, maybe maybe they sent him out of town to be trained by a phony Casas. Uh, <laughs> uh, maybe Thunder's training him. I don't know. <laughs> now, how about Thunder versus Pierrot in an Iron Man? Movie? Oh, jeez. Well, you never know. We might get that at some point because they're all like in the main event. See, I'd be for it because uh, they would be so exhausted by the 50-minute point, they'll pass out and probably not be able to work for another year after that. Oh, you know, and the other thing in that, on, on Dos Leyendas, mm-hmm. Ultimo Guerrero's feuding with Cibernético now. Mm-hmm. And they had a singles match last Friday, which I heard was awful. I didn't watch the show. Yeah, I wouldn't know how. I mean, Yeah, I could only imagine. Sure, I mean, yeah. with, with Cibernético, everything's going to be bad anyways. It's like. Right. I, he's not he's in the trios matches he's fine mm-hmm. he can you can hide him for certain like spots but like in a singles match you're like just yes. stretching it you gotta be really good or you, you gotta be somebody's gonna beat him down like yeah. like rush you gotta be that level but it's like as soon as they started that feeling like super uh, ultimate girls last four feuds have been actually last three feuds have been thunder cybernetico and pagano <laughs> What's, like, I'm really confused because all three bad wor- workers. Because he, although Pagano apparently has like people actually think he's good. Because he's know. got control. Ultimo Guerrero could probably handpick. Yes, him, and I think right? yes. What's he trying to prove? He probably wants to prove that he's the greatest wrestler in the world and can make carry guys look anybody. Good. Maybe he's trying to prove that he you could carry a broom. <laughs> he took that literally. <laughs> well, the the only problem with that is. A broom would probably be easier to carry than thunder. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, so awful. Um, maybe it's time to bring back the Invisible Man. Yeah, probably. From Argentina. Yeah. Wow. You want to know what's going on with AAA Ray the Reyes? What happened on that show? I certainly do. So Blue Demon Jr. and Jack Devins no-showed that show. Ah. That's the, I, I was going to mention that and all the people that left, but they haven't, te- they haven't left. Although Blue Demon Jr. sounds like he's leaving. Mm-hmm. Apparently, they when they killed him off, Lucha Underground. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he, I don't know. I, I think he, they killed him off or something. I didn't even realize that they killed him off. Lucha That's Underground. Bizarre. So it's oh. like apparently he's gone, and he he, he wants to go to the Lucha Lead. I think. Mm-hmm. So he no shows. So his excuse was he, his original excuse was that he had travel issues. Right. And later on, he blamed it on AAA being disorganized, which is possible. That could also be the travel issues, also. Yes. But it's like. And then Jack Evans blamed on food poisoning. Really? Yeah. And then he was he was perfectly fine to wrestle on the weekend shows out for Lucha Underground. Ah. So it's hmm. a weird it's a weird situation. Like I think it's just like every guys are getting fed up with the booking. Yeah. And they know that Conan's going to do start something else. Yeah. Is there are there any rumors about what Conan is up to, where he's going, who he's involved with? I, I somebody said uh, the Lucha Elite. I, no, he's not going there. Okay, that's not true. That because there's there, a lot. There's a supposedly lot of, he's going to start his like some other people are going to do a project, mm-hmm. and I guess he's involved. I I heard it was um, who was it? 
Oh, the rumor was Monterey. Really? The Monterey, but it, the Monterey group in Multimedios. Mm-hmm. But that's not... It ended, it, it's... If you read the hints, I think it's Mass Republic and him are going to do something. Oh. Mm. They don't want to say it, but Conan's kind of hinted. And Conan's like more of a, like, don't, like, don't hint at it. Just say it, you know? Like, yes. that's just... But Conan hasn't said anything about AAA or Lucha Underground, so there's... It's kind of weird, because, I mean, remember, he was the one that was telling about Lucha Underground, like, before it even had a name. And it's like... Absolutely. It just seems so weird to see him out of the loop, because he doesn't talk about them. He brought in, like... Court Bauer's working with AAA, and he didn't go in on it. He didn't go in... Like, he wasn't directly going through... It wasn't him, oh, let me call Dorian Roldan. It went through Conan. I mean, it was... Yes, yes. That's just one of those weird things. Like, everybody's worked out deals with AAA has been through Conan, basically. It's... Wow. It's just weird. It's a weird... Yeah, and, you know, it's hard to say because I... I, Well, just based on what I read is Lucha Underground kind of cut Conan out when he said something mildly critical... That's what I've heard too. So. That's what I heard too, and and the way it was phrased was people on TV can be thin skinned. But he hasn't said anything, so it's yeah. like he doesn't. Well, the only thing I could think is when you because he signed that NDA, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, the other thing, what the, well, the other thing is, I I'm certain in TV, if people think you've got a strong personality, give opinions, they can get paranoid and think you're going to make a power. Play yeah, yeah. Role, I and think so that. they might want to boot you out. Yeah. Uh, I mean. One of the things, and it's not like Conan isn't opinion opinionated. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's both his blessing and his curse. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that's very intriguing and appealing appealing about Conan is outspoken. The only thing, the only thing is sometimes that can cost you. Yeah, it can, it can be your big, greatest strength, but yeah. it can uh, cause somebody to try to shut you out. Yeah. Um, he's just had a fascinating career. I mean, he's. I give it to him. He's. I really want him to tell to tell everyone why what's going on. I want to know too, and I wonder. If <laughs> I know he said to... he's basically said stuff on Twitter, but it's not it's not enough for me. Like I want to know what what at what point because it's it soured so quickly. It's like it, it wasn't, and, and it's Arturo Rivera on Twitter was all over Conan saying he was trying to get rid of. He was trying to get talent to leave. Yes, was that the one where he he put it like on Twitter and then yeah took yeah it down? no Rivera. Yeah, I don't think he took it down. Oh, he didn't take it down. No, okay, I, I think he took might have taken some stuff. That was Brian Cage. Brian Cage was. Oh, okay, yes. I don't think Rivera took it down because he was very critical of, and you know, it's basically because um, AAA hasn't said anything, but it always seems like Rivera is the one that they have say all this stuff because he's the crazy one. You know? <laughs> yes. He's the crazy motherfucker. Yes. You follow, you look at his Twitter accounts. Like, how do you even keep up with what he's saying? Because you're staring out all the boobs and, and yeah, all the ass on, on, his, on his timeline. Conan's, like, Conan's been around long enough. Where, well, I think sometimes he'll say something where uh, it, I might, it might not it might not do him a favor. But at the same time, I'm wondering if he's holding back from saying stuff because there could be legal issues involved. I think that's what it is with Lucha Underground. I don't know what it is with and, AAA. and also with AAA. Maybe there's still. I think some... he's he said enough with AAA where it's like, yeah, he's saying a lot, so right. he ha- he has something to say, but he's not. I think he's waiting. I I, I he's you know, waiting I will... for the right time to like just blast. <laughs> I've only seen that debut of the second season of Lucha Underground, but. Holy! I, I will. I will. We're say, in like episode number five thousand. Yes. Well, I finally uh, have them all uh, on my hard drive. 
so I'll probably watch legally them, right? people, not not illegally. Legally, yes. legally, yes. yes, yes. So I'll probably he's, have them all. Had, watch. He, he got them through iTunes. Yes, I did. <laughs> I'll probably wa- I'll probably have watched them all by the end of December. Yeah, I mean, no, no, no. But but uh, I thought Conan was such a great presence in that first season, and it's like killed them off. A shame. Like, how are you gonna read Arturo Rivera's Twitter account if he's got this stuff on it? <laughs> yeah, I, I take it very seriously. How are you gonna take it seriously? Men. That's all it is, like nonstop. Oh, boob, just boobies boob, everywhere boob, boob, on, boob. His, yes. on his Twitter account. Yes, and and like funny videos and stuff. Oh, jeez. Here, here's more boobs. <laughs> oh. And this is one of this is one of the spokespeople. Yes, for, oh my lord. Here's some more. Here's a high five of a really tall woman in a bikini. <laughs> oh my god! That's basically all his Twitter account. What a nut! Pictures of pictures of women with big booties. Big booties. I like how people are. Probably, they're like, I can't believe Fredo's uh, showing him all this stuff. What? But what, 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 no. But this is our, okay. This is Arturo Rivera. This is this right? is for research purposes. <laughs> I'm not doing this because I want to. There's some pretty hot women. I mean, he has good taste in women, but this is what he's doing on his Twitter. And, you know, I, are you, wait, wait, Fredo. Yes. <laughs> are you sure you haven't hacked into a TV evangelist's uh, Twitter account? It's all it private is. Twitter? So all it is is these voluptuous yes. women. Oh, and a, and a car. <laughs> and not, not even an impressive car. It's yeah. like, not as impressive as that, right? <laughs> no, no. I, 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 I like his taste in women, but my God. I like how this show has gone, gone, gone from... It's now me just showing you pictures from of, Arturo of, Rivera's... Of, of, of big booties. Yes. Yeah, I mean... But wait, wait, this is Arturo Rivera's account, and everybody on this account <laughs> knows this is Arturo Rivera. The... Yes, yeah, but he's so fucked up it, 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 on the show. It's like it's not. Really... Well, then there's probably a big problem with AAA right there. <laughs> Ooh, that's a, that's a big caboose. I like. <laughs> I like how this show has gone down downward so quickly. That hasn't gone downwards. Where we we haven't been. We're 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 we're, Anna, we're, we're researching. Arturo Rivera's Twitter account. I'm a happily married uh, man, but yes. I'm a pervert. I'm a monogamous pervert, but... Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's just that was just like one of those weird things with... Um, it looks like something that somebody who does nothing but play Dungeons and Dragons yes, puts yes. on their webpage. Like, you know? And I don't follow him. I just do the... like. For some reason, somebody tweeted it out. Well, I watched you like, scrolling oh, down, and that's all yeah, it is. I wouldn't, I wouldn't follow it just because it'd be nonstop. It, 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 I didn't even see any wrestling there's, on it. Yeah, there's, yeah. See, so like he just does that, and then all of a sudden he doesn't even promote the promote. He doesn't even promote AAA. Like you would Whoa. think he would be like, they they for Ray the Reyes. They um somebody on 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 Monday of the week last week last Monday mm-hmm. somebody asked me is AAA Ray the Reyes going to be on iPay per view. And I said, hey, I don't know. They haven't mentioned it. <laughs> yeah. Okay? So then the, so I go, so I, as I'm, I'm thinking about this, I go, let me look it up and see if it's on the, on the website, on their, um, their website. Their website hasn't been updated since last August. And so I go on to their iPay-Per-View um, page. Right. But as I'm starting to do that, the guy tweets me back and he's like, oh, I already checked. It's up there. They actually <laughs> were planning to do the 
I pay per view and something must have happened. Wow. Apparently, and they placed the blame on AYM Sports for the for the for the mistake. And I'm like, dude, you guys didn't even promote it. How is it? They're they're. It's not really going to be their fault if you're not really. And yeah, it's their fault. But it's like you guys yes. even made the logo and all this stuff. I mean, for, obviously, you guys had were already planning on doing it. They never answered anyone's question about if it was going to on iPay-Per-View. We kept... I mean, they some of the people from AAA follow me on Twitter, so I assume they must have seen at least one time where I said, hey, are you guys going to do the iPay-Per-View? Nobody answered. So it's like you're basically getting all the stuff and nobody responds. The show happens. Nobody knows what's going on. So it's like, what's well, AAA? More disorganized. Disorganization. It's funny. It's kind of like, it's kind of like they're channeling... Antonio Pena, but only the uh, the disorganized uh, side of Antonio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not his yeah. genius. Yeah, not the genius. Because that's, that's, I think, the question a lot of us have the, geni- the genius is in the Lucha Underground people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. But I think that's, that's one of the questions that, uh, well, at least I'm always going to be asking is, what if Antonio Pena wasn't such a party animal and was a little more organized? Yeah. He... I wonder what he could have accomplished. Yeah, and you know it's weird because you look at what that the the results from that show from Ray de Reyes. I mean, Pentagon Junior won the Ray de Reyes final, and Tejano mm-hmm. was the one that won the the title. But back to Pentagon Junior, he wins the Ray de Reyes the sword, mm-hmm. and instead of like him elevated to like superstar in AAA, like he is in Lucha Underground, now they have him feuding. They're doing a Perros del Mal versus former Perros del Mal feud. It's like really, I mean, that's like, that's kind of and they're sad. bringing in Pag- they're bringing in Pagano, so they're gonna waste Pagan they're gonna waste Pentagon Junior feuding with Pagano, yes. which you know, death matches and stuff like that. It's cool for those, it's cool for that crowd, but it's like yeah, it's not something I'm gonna nah, watch. Nah, I'm not gonna watch I. it. It's like you know, oh, the show's on. Yeah, I'll skip that match. <laughs> you know, and I and and you know, this coming from the one person who watches Lucha, who actually watched the Pagano trauma. Trauma one match, so remember, remember that match. Yes, yes. Remember that match. Nobody wanted. Everybody said, "I watched the entire show. I stopped. <laughs> I stopped at the point of the main event. I wasn't gonna watch that. Everybody did that. Like I ain't gonna watch that. I'll watch the rest of it. Not gonna watch that. <laughs> and I, I did. I, was like, I, I almost, oh, I almost have this vision that could almost be possible in five or six months. I picture, I picture the. You know the, the the heads of Lucha Underground. You know the the ones who are kind of still new to the whole wrestling business, sitting in their uh, meeting room, confused, looking at each other, saying, "Wait, we don't understand. We stole all of AAA's talent, but we didn't try to. <laughs> well, how how does that how did that work? <laughs> you know, so- I know that's gonna it's something. I have a word. I wouldn't be shocked if something happened where they ended up splitting up for some reason. It's just it, it always ends up bad with AAA for some reason. Remember the whole um, the Lucha Libre USA thing and all that. Oh yes, yes, Ron Skoll or stuff like that. It's like oh, there's oh, always actually, something. I, going I will on. tell you from from day one and something always happens with them. Yeah. Well, well, also not just them. Anytime two promotions try to coexist, it never works, and I'm amazed how. Often people say it's going to be the next big thing. I've heard so many people say, oh, if these two SoCal indie promotions work together, 
It never works, ever. Whether it's a small indie promotion or a huge, Roy Shire, Don Owen tried a partnership. It was a disaster. Well, the thing with Lucha, the, the, the difference with Lucha Underground is that they're not a wrestling promotion. Yes, yes. The people running are TV people. Yeah. But they're so, doing a better job than Triple H. Yeah, so it's like at some point somebody's going to be like, if the wrestlers, because some of the wrestlers, if they're going to complain about working Triple A, mm-hmm. where, where are they going to make their money? If they're not uh, going to, if Lucha okay. Underground isn't running all year round, or getting them bookings, they're going to be like, we got to work for AAA? We're not getting paid enough. Yeah. So, the, I mean, we've already had Brian Cage wanted to go to Elite. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to go back to AAA. They owe him money. Um, there's been other guys who have kind of like, they don't want to be around. Like, I remember when, when the whole Lucha Underground deal, what was one of the first things I said? There's going to be a big divide between the Lucha Underground guys, mm-hmm. the, the AAA guys that are working Lucha Underground, and the guys who aren't getting those AAA, yes. the, the Lucha Underground bookings. Yes. What happened? All those guys are the ones that are leaving. And it's like, oh, great. Although the Apaches are the ones that... I'm surprised they haven't left, but I think there's more. They, they're very loyal to the the Roldan family. I'm sure there's going to be a handful of people who are loyal no matter how... Yeah, and I would, think, I would think the Apaches... I think... I'm pretty sure CML would bring them in, like the women at least, would bring them in, like the women at least, because there are they're women's division, division at Oh, uh, definitely. Yeah. So, um, let's get... Um, oh, Gran Alternativa. Mm-hmm. Tournaments, tournament was actually pretty fun, but um, maybe we should talk about some of the new guys because I know you haven't seen so, a lot of these guys. Okay. Um, we mentioned Rocky Casas. Yes. Skinny guy, looks like another guy. Who, I mentioned this on Twitter. He looks like uh, Lou Diamond Phillips. Oh, like a, really? a cross between Lou Diamond Phillips and Heavy Metal okay. when he was younger. So, um, but he looks skinny. Looked really green. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's. I think he's probably somebody that might show up every once in a while. I don't know why they don't they don't use the Coliseo, the Saturday show, mm-hmm. to develop these guys to get them like more matches, like more matches. You know, they have why put them on a TV show? Of that? I, 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 and I would think, especially with the Casas family having influence, yeah, they would think, want they would want to really develop. Yeah, like some of these guys because sh- um, Rocky Casas and there was somebody else on that that show, um, Mahia Blanca is a guy who's actually been working indies pretty good. Mm-hmm. But he also kind of looked really green in, on that show. Right. So he's another one who could use like getting booked a little more regularly on like indies and also getting like maybe getting work on Arena Coliseo or even mm-hmm. the Sunday show, those two shows. Um, those two debuted the the first the first group of um, Gran Alternativa, mm-hmm. which was okay, but not that big a deal. And then uh, this past Tuesday, they actually had Three guys, Golden Magic, who has been around for years on the indie scene. Mm-hmm. I, I think you might have seen I, him on IWRG. Yes, I have. Really good wrestler. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've been saying he should be in CML for years. Yes. he's He was working the Elite shows. Mm-hmm. And I guess the Elite show was his way of getting into CMLL. He looked really good. But I mean, this, this is like he's at a different level from the other two guys. The other two guys were like young guys. This guy's young, but he's been wrestling for like eight years. The other young guys are green. Yeah, this, this guy, guy is experienced. experienced. I mean, if you're wrestling a lot in IWRG and you're mm-hmm. wrestling against like Black Cherry and, and Oficiales and guys like that, traumas, you're working against really good talent. Yes. And um, the other two guys were um, this chubby guy named Warrior Steel, mm-hmm. who um, I think Rob Matt had met, Rob Bihari had mentioned he saw him on, on video on YouTube and didn't look impressive. This guy, he did like, like he did a springboard like a handspring springboard off the ropes mm-hmm. into a splash or something. He actually didn't look as bad. He, oh. he, he was getting, he took an ass whipping from, uh, 
from Rush Ooh. really well, and he was a big guy. He's a lot better than Thunder, so I was like, <laughs> he's hey. better than Thunder. Then he gets points. Yeah, he gets but he's points. like, he's like a chibi, kind of picture, um, oh God, there was like a big, remember that, I think his name was Bulldog, or something like from like the early 2000s. I don't remember him. You don't, you don't remember him? No. Something like that. He had like a mask. He kind of looked like that guy. But kind of kind of like a stout guy. Yeah, stout Kind of really. like, picture John Tenta wearing a mask. Okay, yes, yes. Kind of like that. Mm-hmm. And that, but he was he was okay. The guy that was really impressive was this guy named Yago. 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 He worked. He wrestles indies in in mm-hmm. Mexico City. He looked really good. Like he looked like like all of a sudden they found a lot of young in, rudos. Right. To replace like the shitty like because a lot of their veteran rudos are starting to be like assholes on, right. on the undercard. They're starting to like be a little Get rougher. Yeah, they're being rougher with the young technicals. While this guy looked really good, like him and Golden Magic, mm-hmm. they should be in on the roster oh, full time. Wow. So they've actually added a lot of talent this year. So yeah, that's that was a fun tournament. Um, I already mentioned the Piroth, the pressing news of Piroth being the new Ingobernable. Yes, let's please move yes. on from uh, that. <laughs> Lucha Libre Elite, they're going to be on TV in um, in Mexico. They got to deal with Lucha Azteca. Very cool. Azteca Seven. Okay. Their show's called Lucha Azteca. Um, they brought back the idea of the 12-man tournament. Remember they tried that like yes. with La Farca, with L.A. Park and yes. Dr. Wagner Jr.? Didn't work. Ultimate Guerrero even com- complained so about it. So if first you don't succeed, try, try, try again. Try again, but this time they went with 12 guys. <laughs> the idea is like the winner's going to get the, a belt, the championship belt, mm-hmm. be the champion. But they're doing a round robin with those 12 guys okay. every week. So this is going to be a tournament that lasts oh. 33 weeks. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> There's going to be two matches every week. Think about that. There's 12 guys. That's 30, I think that's about 33 matches. Okay, but, but just two matches every week. It's yes. not like they're going to have match after match after. Oh, no. It's, oh, that might... I like the idea, yeah. but it's too many. I, I would have just done an elimination tournament. Uh, yeah. 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 I would have done, like, you have 12 guys. You have your first eight go at it. I think the eight, the four winners going. Up mm-hmm. against the next four, and that's how you do it. it I would have done it that. It probably won't work, but I do. I do see the appeal. Almost kind of like it's a like the champions carnival. Yeah, or, or it's like a, week, like a weekly extended. feature, like the lightning match, is something yeah. a little different on each show. You know, and they had uh, the first two guys were Mascara Dorado versus Extreme Tiger. Oh wow, who's in TNA? Mm-hmm. TNA still exists. That we were. We're, I'm still shocked. Um, <laughs> yes. That that match, Mascara Dorado had a great week. He he had a great match with Barbara Carvernar. You should watch from Puebla. Ooh, ooh. Just yes, fast forward through Puebla. It's, it's, <laughs> it's on the Puebla show. Um, and then um, they had Rush versus Bobby Lashley from TNA. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. But oh, I, I, How was it? I, they, I've only seen clips. It's oh, going to be the TV like show. Hopefully that, somebody actually. tapes it. Somebody posts the, t- the TV show yes. on. Um but they're doing a tournament. The, the 12 guys are Negro Casas, Caristico, Rush, La Mascara, Volador, Mascara Dorada, Atlantis, Ultimo Guerrero, Bobby Lashley, Extreme Tiger, Juventud Guerrera, and Cibernético. There's your problem, Juventud Guerrera. Like. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, the winner gets the belt. The four, I guess the four guys who don't get the highest score end up being in a, in a round robin where... The, the loser has to drop his hair or his mask. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Bobby Lashley doesn't have either. So <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be an issue. That, that, that would be, be kind of cool if they had that be part of the angle 
uh, or the program, try to find something that Bobby, yeah, Bobby Lashley, Lashley has, has to give that, up. What, to what give would up. be a value yeah. that he could give up? Yeah, so somebody said that his wife could put her on the line. It's like, yeah, I think she's, I don't Gorgeous know. George did that. Yeah, so it's like. Yeah, and they and they went through where, where Gorgeous George's wife got her head shaved. Really? Wow. Because he lost his hair. And uh, was it, I want to say it was Whipper Billy Watson. And he demanded another go and uh the angle was no, I no, I won't unless you put your wife's hair on. Or he puts his car on the line. Remember, like the the Hooventuger Ray Mysterio match. There you go. Where there they you each go. put their car on the line. Um, yeah, so that's that's one of those other things that's going on. Um, I, 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 it probably won't work, but I hope it it does because it does. There is a bit of an appeal about the tournament. Yeah, yeah, it, and it, you know it, it's, they're running. They're they're taping shows on Wednesdays now. Mm-hmm. So basically now in, in Arena Mexico, in CMLL, because these guys are basically CMLL also, mm-hmm. there's basically now Monday Puebla, Tuesday Guadalajara and Arena Mexico, Wednesdays Elite in Arena Mexico, Fridays Arena Mexico CMLL, mm-hmm. Sabado Retros Arena Coliseo, mm-hmm. and then Sunday Guadalajara and Arena Mexico. So they're doing eight shows a, a, a week. Wow. And how many of these are televised? Because it seems like they have televised everywhere. Puebla, the Tuesday show, the Friday show, and then the mm-hmm. yeah, I think those three, and then Guadalajara, I think has one. Or, you know, if if you know, I no, I think yeah, I think it is Guadalajara. And, and I know this isn't really the case, but and if now I, elite. So if, if I was a promotion and I had all those arenas and I wanted to have one of them be my TV sh- slot, I, I would choose Arena Puebla. I love that place. Yeah, just the look of it. I know, I know the matches are lackluster, but if I was gonna you know, try to get good atmosphere for a TV show and try to sell it, you know, sell the matches. Well, I'm thinking old school again, you know. And you know, the funny thing is, like, remember how, uh, like, I think Hijo Fantasma might have done this once mm-hmm. where he made a, a comment about how AAA, the AAA show was packed mm-hmm. and then um, CML shows were empty. And I'm thinking, boy, like, now that you realize <laughs> that they weren't paying you anything, they weren't paying you shit in AAA, it's like, it's kind of like, doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter. Oh, I'll never. Okay. Oh, I'll never forget. God, this was must have met twenty years ago. But there was one of these promoters that uh, I think they promoted a few shows, but never went anywhere. But they were trying to woo Superboy. Yeah. And and that that was around the time when it started to become popular to have a lot of wrestling show lucha shows at swap meets and stuff. Yeah, like this. yeah. And uh, the guy was trying to woo Superboy, saying, you know, you know. Uh, you know, I'm, you know, I'm booking this arena, this arena. I want you on the show. And then he said something like, I can't pay you. And he <laughs> says, but I'm getting you out of the swap meets. And he's saying, and Superboy's response was, well, you know what? I wrestle in these little swap meets and <laughs> they, pay they pay me, me money. <laughs> <laughs> so case closed. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's just one of those weird things. Like, and I think that's what these guys are saying that CML, their guys are getting like regular bookings. And not just in yeah. C- with with elite. Elite also runs outside of Mexico. They're actually booking other places, so it's like there's more work through them. Now. Wow, that, I, you know, it's so yeah. funny because when the Lucha Libre Elite started, I just kind of figured it would already be yeah, they would gone be gone. Right like now. we would be talking about in, and, in past tense. Now. Yeah, and and who know who knows how long it'll be around? But they sound a little more together than I. Well, it's weird because I think when they when they first started with the whole Luchador Suppressa thing and like all this mm-hmm. other stuff where. That was the gimmick, bringing some, stealing somebody from AAA. But I think, right. like, if you look at the lineup for that, sh- the the, the when, this past Wednesday show, it looks a little more or- normal. It doesn't look like this. Oh, oh my God! Mm-hmm. Let's let's throw everything at it there, and it's like 
And then, yeah, it didn't pack the building, but it's like, at least they're doing something that makes a little more sense. Yes. It's like, I don't know. It's just, I, you watch these shows and it's like, you wish everybody was booking like Lucha Underground. Where like they would actually, have, <laughs> although Lucha Underground has some of the, the really like, the, the, the show is great. The TV show is great. The, the, some of the matches is like, ugh. Like the sexy star. Yeah. You know, and it, 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 of course, I'm basing just what I saw last season. Yeah. The stuff that's bad. Did you even finish last season? No, no. I didn't. Man, come on, Kurt. You know, how come disappointing on. are How disappointed is everyone now? They're but, like, that's okay, Fredo can watch it. They would, they would be disappointed <laughs> if I watched every yes. episode. They, they, they expect me not to watch stuff. Kurt, Kurt brings the past, I think, <laughs> the, the current wrestling. Yeah, I'm, 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 uh... I, I'm that I'm, I'm that phantom figure in yes. Bienvenidos al Pasado in the old yes. boxy luchas. I'm Father Time. Yes. That's what I am. No, no, but but when I was watching Lucha Underground last season, things that were bad didn't bother me because it's an hour long yeah. show, and so the bad stuff is what seven and you would, minutes. Yeah, and then you'd forget about it because there was a, there would be a really cool skit with Dario Cueto or something else. Yes. So it's like yeah, and like this last show, like the the show before this past week. Was Aztec Warfare mm-hmm. too, which was really good. I mean, it's a one match, twenty guys. They they started with Phoenix. Rey Mysterio made his debut, mm-hmm. his in ring debut. Crowd popped. That's basically what it was for like the first five minutes was people um, being glad that he's there, and then they got to the action. The highlight was Joey Ryan handcuffing himself to the guardrail, you know, the the, yes. the railing. Mm-hmm. He handcuffed himself and he stayed there the whole time. But like every once in a while, somebody would go like kick him or like, or they threw um, Mascarita Sagrada at him, <laughs> <laughs> and he couldn't do anything because he's there. And then, or they would do like something like they would throw powder. I think that some they threw something at his director. I think it might, it might have been powder or something, and the person moved. Oh, they Dra- Drago blew mist was gonna blow mist at mm-hmm. somebody, and the guy moved and he blew it right at Joey Ryan. And Joey oh, Ryan's so when awesome, they debuted, awesome. You know the whole old saying where they did de- you. It takes two or three years to create a star. Mm-hmm. These guys did it in one show. Like they did it in one one season of building up a guy without having him wrestle, mm-hmm. without us really seeing him. Matanza Cueto mm-hmm. never saw him for like the first season. One show. They built him up as a monster, and they got him over as a monster. That's awesome. I mean, that's all if you need it. I I, I do enjoy it when there's all these uh, age-old philosophies yeah, of the, what you can and can't do, and somebody can break that. Yeah, and it's like, I, you always hear guys say, oh, it takes a couple of years. It's like, no, it doesn't. Just Some guys just oh, have it. Oh, oh Bill, Bill Watts used to say Mad Dog Vachon was the only small heel who, who ever really got over, which is... A lot of crap. They just never gave guys, yeah, small you know, guys, opportunities to get. Bill Dundee, look at Bill Dundee. Bill Dundee, Bill Dundee. He was a great heel, ba- baby face, and Memphis. and then go to Mexico. The best heel of all time was Cavernario Galindo, he who was, was short. a little dude. Yeah. yeah. So then, um, the, this past week, the show wasn't as strong, like match quality, mm-hmm. but it, it just goes so smoothly. Dario Cueto came back, so they had more skits Excellent. with him. They had him doing a skit with Rey Mysterio. Nice. All this other stuff. So it's like you, you. Oh, and they had him getting threatened bodily harm by Pentagon Pentagon Junior. Like Pentagon Junior grabbed them and choked them, and then it, and then he was threatened <laughs> to break his arm. It's funny. I was talking with somebody at work today who, who saw that. Who who he he didn't see that, but he was he saw Brian Cage for the first time recently, mm-hmm. um, and he saw Pentagon and. And I brought up about Brian Cage, you know, the, the thing I brought up before, how 
he initially it looks scary, but he's so they graceful. Turn him, they turn him face. He's a baby face. Good. That's a great yeah. idea. That's yeah. a great idea. And uh, and and that and it's so it's just the timing of me bringing it up to somebody at work today because I was thinking how much scarier that much smaller Pentagon Junior was because he hurts people. Yes. he damages. Yes. He doesn't beat them. He, he hurts, hurts them. people. Yeah, yeah, and it's weird because Matanza Cueto, he's not a big guy. He's he's mm-hmm. big, thick wise, but I mean he's not a tall guy. But he looks the way they made him look. He looks scary. He's kind of what I think. TNA wanted Abyss to be, basically. Yes, And couldn't yes. get, it, get him to become that. Because this guy actually does look scary, whereas Abyss is like, eh, you know, he, he just looked like a... He just looked like a low-rent version of... Uh, exactly. Kane, you know? it, it worked for a little bit, but it was more of a novel. Like, even, even, with, even with WWE, is there a guy that's scary... That, other than The Undertaker, who's scary in that promotion? Nobody. Because they end up fucking it up. Like, they end up doing something like... They make him look, like, normal, you know? The Wyatt family was cool at one point, and they made them... Yeah, they, they, kept, look, they look like something like a bad nightmare you yeah, had when you were a kid, and then kept, suddenly they clown them out. Yeah, and they kept having Bray Wyatt do those long promos that made no sense. Like, ugh. Oh, my God. Yeah, well, and that's what I said about Lucha Underground being one hour. I think all wrestling shows these days should be one hour. You don't burn people out. You well, you know, two hours. I don't mind two hours like for a Lucha show. Yeah. Because if it's just your basic Lucha show, straight mm-hmm. Lucha show, two out of three falls and stuff like that, it's fine. There's no storylines. But it's like, even that drags. Yes, yes. But if it's going to be a TV show, it should always be an hour. There should, like, you don't have to, you should, if you're going to want to show, if you want to show fans, like, the full show, put it online. You know, let them have the option. But, like, for a TV show, if it's an hour, it's perfect. Like, and don't, like, add more stuff. Like, don't throw in more stuff. And I know everybody wants these long five star matches, but, you know, the thing I remember when I was a kid is you would, most TV matches were pretty short, mm-hmm. and every now and then go a little longer, and you know you say, "Oh, they had a hard time putting each other away." And yeah. every then there would be a match once in a while where they would be fighting forever and ever and couldn't put each other away, and it's like, "Whoa, look at this! This is amazing! They've gone a whole fifteen minutes and they can't." Well, like Mid South Wrestling, yes, it was, it was. It wasn't all great matches. But they no, had like, storylines. They had yes. storylines. They had other stuff that was you wanted interviews. more. So you would they would have somebody do something, and it's like that's what you wanted. You, to see. you wanted more, and and the the rare times I turn on Raw, it's like twenty minutes. I'm saying, okay, what else is on TV? Yeah, or you turn it on and it's Triple H. Yeah, talking. where's my Kelly Flam family infomercial? That, that's more compelling. <laughs> you, you, you go back to watching that again. It's like, oh no, I'm gonna watch this. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 you know what I imagine? Like like. The, the the TV on one TV you on the TV you have Raw on mm-hmm. and you have your laptop or your computer on the side and like you're watching Raw and then all of a sudden you're looking at YouTube and little by little you're you go back to you to Raw and it's like no I'm not gonna watch that you go back to YouTube <laughs> and all of a sudden you turn off the TV and it's like you're you're finally just paying attention to what's on YouTube it's like ah, I'm done I'm watching this yeah yeah he, he, we live in you, the YouTube world where you don't want to watch these long you don't shows. you don't you know I, I'd, I'd rather watch the three minute clip of Jim Londos versus uh, uh, Gus Sonnenberg or yeah. uh, or, or, or Cola Quarai yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like, it's like it's if like, you want to watch something like that that's online you, you watch that yeah, but that, that's the great thing about today that I think a lot of people take for granted uh there is a vast variety of wrestling out there, whether oh, yeah. one present day or the past. It's endless, yeah. uh, but but people just kind of like. Well, that's like when when people tell me, "Oh, wrestling sucks." It's like, no, it doesn't. There's a lot of good stuff. Just go look for it. You it's, gotta find it. Yeah. You gotta find what you like. You know, like CMLL. I'm not saying it's the best thing you're gonna watch, 
you're probably going to hate half of, you're going to hate half yeah. of it you're going to hate the booking you're going to hate a lot of stuff that they do but there's always one they always c- pull you through pull you back in <laughs> yes it's like yes. the bobs they pull you back they in pulling me yeah. back in Puebla awful show half the time they have the Carbonario Barbara mm-hmm. Carbonario and um, Mascara Dorada match you're back watching it yes exactly yeah, so it's like, and you know me sucker for atmosphere yeah. I like Arena Puebla Ultimo well, Girl yeah. Ultimo Girl versus Caristico was really good Caristico sucked how many we all have this it's like this line it's mm-hmm. like everybody's like Caristico sucks yes he's been horrible and stuff like that and it's like no he's actually still capable of having good matches wow you know I, it'd be, yeah and it's, it's like yeah New Japan uh, I bet you the matches are a lot more polished but it's not my thing yeah I like Lucha I like CMLL yeah. it still has a hint of old flavor but it's still indie wrestling day. I watch indie wrestling I'll watch that um like when I'll watch the local guys when they're I can't go to their shows I watch it on YouTube. Yeah, I love I love local indie wrestling more than anything else. Did you ever watch the three way? I still haven't with, watched the three way yet. With Superboy's kids, no. But we are going to the April 9th show. Oh, okay. Yes. Interviewing Mascara Dorada and Cybernetico. I hope so. Yes. I'm gonna tell Cybernetico that you threatened him or something. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, he's, he's cool. He ain't gonna do shit. And he'll look at me and say, "Yeah, he's like, uh, yeah. this poor this poor guy's delusional." I, I I don't know. It's gonna be. I think he's kind of one of those guys that I just. I think he's gonna be like Mr. Niebla, where it's gonna be kind of weird if we're gonna. Hopefully, somebody's there. I think if I ask Mascarada, he'll say yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Just so, I mean, I'll just go with him first. Although I think Zibernetico might actually be the one that would be more easier to talk to. He seems like he's easier to talk yeah, to. No, it's just just Did you see that? Did you see that? Um, you didn't see that. That interview he did with Juventud Guerra and his no. girlfriend, that was weird. <laughs> what, what, what's, what's this about? Hubi has a show now on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Or he's trying to do a show. Okay. Him and his girlfriend, um, Setsuko. And they had um, their first guest was Cibernetico. Weirdest thing ever. <laughs> Juventud actually tells him. He's like, when I first heard you were going to be on CML shows, I thought, oh man, who wants to watch that? You suck. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, but you were actually pretty good. And I was like... Dude, this was before the this was before the Ultimo Guerrero Cibernetico match, which was awful. But I mean, yeah, and he even he admits that people have said that he's bad, and he's like, but he took it in stride. He seems like a guy who's actually not. Well, that's bad. cool. That's yeah, cool. so um, so it, they keep t- taking tequila shots. Oh, that's kind of cool. Actually, um, Setsuko asked mm-hmm. Cibernetico who he who he preferred between Sexy Star and Estrellita. Mm-hmm. He never answered. And so while she's asking him, she's wearing a skirt, so I guess her skirt starts lifting up. And Hubertus asking her, asking him a question, and as he's starting to ask a question, he leans forward and pulls her skirt down. Oh, no. <laughs> like, like, but in a joking way, and she's yeah. like, she's like, oops. And so like he's like, he's like, I don't want these people out here because they're in a, they're like in a in the club. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I don't want these people over here to see more than what of you than they are already seeing. <laughs> That's like, funny. Whereas, I'm sure those guys were all like, oh man, come on, Hubi, don't be so mean. Uh, <laughs> and so um. So then, like, there's a part where they start asking about, like, sexual questions. Mm-hmm. So they, he's, I guess he's a toe sucker or something. So they have <laughs> one of the girls, Juventud has two girls on the show, and he calls them the, the juicy girls or something. Mm-hmm. And so one of the girls sits down, 
and they have Hoovy sucker to- um, no, not Hoovy I'm um, Cibernetico sucker, sucking your toes <laughs> while Hoovy is like next to him cheering him on and I'm like dude what the fuck am I watching this is like the weirdest show first time I ever heard of somebody wanting to suck toes was that fan captain Lenny used to yeah brag that he sucked women wrestlers toes I and I was just like ah. yeah and Huvitu's like cheering him I was like dude this is like the most awkward thing it's like it's like it was weird and so the other news I didn't mention last time uh, Tineablas is running shows I don't think I mentioned that no, uh, no really uh, well he's running shows as the full promotion mm-hmm. but he's running a couple of shows with um, Sepillin and his clown company. Really? Yeah, they're running, they're co-promoting. No way. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. <laughs> I'd actually this... be interested in seeing that. The, apparently it's going to be, a part of the show is going to be the Lucha show, mm-hmm. and the other part's going to be Sipien's, um clown show and stuff like that. So, so this that... is like part Lucha, part Titanis and Elrond. Yeah, almost. basically. Oh, I'd, I'd, so I'd they actually... had this hilarious thing where Pirata Morgan threatened um, Sepien because he, oh, want... he didn't want I any like clowns. It. He didn't want any clowns, and, he, and the two Sepien's clowns are trained. Mm-hmm. They train to wrestle, but they're not going to be part of the show. Right. So um, the sons get involved. Everybody's getting involved. And, and Pirata Morgan's threatening him and all this stuff. And so at, I think like mid, later in the show, in the press conference, mm-hmm. Pirata Morgan returns and apologizes for like, he's like, I thought these guys were going to wrestle. He's like, he's like, but I didn't, I didn't, I understand now what they're, what they're doing. I just I just get very upset when clowns want to get into wrestling. I'm like, dude, there's a lot of clowns getting into wrestling. <laughs> but it's so funny because you're seeing the scene of the press conference, and you have Marco Corleone sitting in a corner, mm-hmm. and he's sitting right next to um, um, Alusha. And I'm just thinking, man, I wonder what Alusha's talking. I wonder if Marco's asking Alusha to like rap or anything. But it's like just a weird scene, like all these wrestlers and that's all these clowns funny. mixed in. Oh, that's hysterical. So it's actually going to be an interesting thing. Um, those guys, are, <laughs> it was funny because before Elite got this TV deal, I thought Fool was going to be the number three promotion because mm-hmm. they're, they're getting a lot of. Plus Junior is doing a lot of. He's doing a lot of promoting. I oh, mean, that's cool. I, I I'm impressed with all the stuff. I mean, I don't know if he's he's obviously making money doing it, but it's like he's running shows in not just the Mexico, the the U.S. Like he's having. Well, that's he that's ran impressive. he ran a show, and he's they're also tied in with CML also. A lot of promotions. I think that's. That's the other thing you're worried about with AAA. They're they're not getting a lot of the. Well, you you know what's funny before AAA, even when uh, CMLL and UWA were just the fiercest rivals, they would still trade talent. Uh, yeah, I mean, and it's interesting to see. It sounds like CML is working with everyone except yeah, AAA. except AAA, and yeah. I, I'm. I mean, you, you never. Well, look at the whole happen. mess with Brian Cage. I mean, they thought they were going to get him. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I'm pretty sure if Lucha Underground wanted to like sever ties with AAA, <laughs> they could get CMLL. Or I bet but they I, could. I don't yeah. think that. I don't think it's going to happen because I mean, Dorian's pretty much the Roldan family is very involved. Like a, they, mm-hmm. they brought in the investors for that. Interesting. Too, so. It's so it's more. It's. It's just weird. It's it's weird, man. I would say the last two years in Lucha Libre have been some of the most fascinating behind the scenes. And it's weird how how like I was doing uh, when I was doing Mark Cole's podcast. Mm-hmm. I, go, I go, if we talked just one week because it was the week of um, Pearl mm-hmm. Aguayo Junior's passing. Yes. If we just talk a year and a week, fifty three, fifty three. How many weeks in a in a year? <laughs> fifty <laughs> two. So fifty three weeks. We go back fifty three mm-hmm. weeks. Fifty three, fifty four weeks. Yeah. Everything's fine in AAA, and look at it. Since then, Pearl Junior passes away. Yes, they have all these problems with their pay per views and all eye pay per views. 
Alberto leaves, Ray leaves, Caristico leaves, Conan leaves, Cibernetico leaves, Mini Charlie Manson leaves, (laughs) Sexy Star leaves. It's like everybody's leaving. The whole Phantasma, pretty much gone. The whole Octagon situation with Octagon Jr., it's like you could write... Everybody's just... You could write... I think Octagon, Octagon left too, right? Like, I think in that time he's also been... You could write... Although I don't think anybody really cared that he you was could there. Write a book. <laughs> you could write a book on the last year that's longer than War and Peace. You could write a thousand-page yeah. book. And... Just on AAA, what's gone on with them. Yeah, yes. They've had business deals with people. Those business people have, like, switched over to other people or just gone with the wrestlers themselves. It's just weird. It's, it's, I don't know what's going on. And at, the same, and at the same time, like, just from what you're telling me in this podcast alone, it sounds like, you know, the business isn't on fire in Mexico, but it sounds like... There's easy, a lot more going on. There's a lot more going on, a lot more smaller promotions, promotions that have some consistency. Sounds like the indie scene is a little stronger than it Yeah, was. well, Lucha, Lucha Memes does a lot of, like, mm-hmm. they do a lot of shows. Apparently, they're... The guy who promotes it mentioned that he's going to have two like name surprises mm-hmm. that he that are that he's been excited for. I don't know who. I think wow. they're I think they're guys from not from Mexico. I think they're guys outside of Mexico that he's going to bring in. Yes. Um, the other guy who runs Chilanga Mass started running mm-hmm. again. Um, the guys in Monterey are running also. There's a couple of people in Monterey running shows. So it's like there's the crash in Tijuana. The LA scene. I mean, the LA scene's kind of. I don't know what's happening. What happened to that Lucha Libre VIP version, the version in L.A.? Have you heard anything about I them? I don't know either, no. Yeah, I have no idea. What happened idea. to those guys? Wow. Those guys disappeared. I think they lost all their money from all those guys. They kept booking. Uh, that, I don't know what happened to it, those it, guys. It sometimes puzzles me a bit when they'll load a card up that has to be costly enough where even if they sold out the arena and sold every concession, they still wouldn't yeah. break even. Superboy's running a show. Did you see that? Um, is it the seventeenth? The seventeenth. I would like to make that if I could, because hmm. I remember I, we wanted to go to that last one. But that was that was UIPW for Puma and all those guys. Was that them? I, I like how poor Superboy. Oh, we don't want to go because Superboy doesn't bring in anybody from Mexico. Actually, I do like going to Superboy shows because as 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 much as I like seeing the the talent mm-hmm. when Superboy runs his the show and it's his show, mm-hmm. his shows are better booked than the. Like there's more of a story. There the, the, are. I re- I'm fascinated by the whole LA versus TJ feud. <laughs> I am too. I, yeah. I I remember. Uh, you know. I and I've told you how when I first because he books that very well because it always ends up with him getting involved. Too. Yes. Yeah. Well, I well, I think I told you how when I very first saw Hadco Plaza in 1981, the thing that impressed me most was just how organized the shows were and how well constructed like the opening matches were quality, but they didn't. Yeah. They they didn't try to upstage anybody. And as I watched Hatco Plaza over the next years, I saw it would change to some really ant booking. Yeah. And I always wondered who did that really good booking. And then when Superboy's father ran briefly at All Nation Center, you know, unfortunately, that was like right before he got ill and passed away. But Superboy was booking the show, and it was almost move for move the way those Hatco Plaza shows were wow. booked. So obviously his father was yeah, booking... He, his shows run a lot... Like, they come off a lot better. Like, the the way they're, like, booked, they're, they come off a little better than some They come of off, and, and it... Because and it, even, like, even when... He does have some bad matches, because everybody's got bad... Because it's the talent you're gonna, Yeah, yeah. You 
can't expect everything to be great. Absolutely. But it's like, it's like, it just doesn't come off. Like, we've gone to shows where it's like, man, bad matches make the show look bad. Mm-hmm. And it's like, ugh. It like, not just, not bad matches because they're just inexperienced people. It's like, people come up with like these weird ideas for matches. Like, and we've been to shows where we miss half the show and we'd rather just go talk to somebody than. Exactly, the show. exactly. And sometimes they come out with all these grand ideas for an angle and it's something that nobody's going to understand unless, yeah. you, unless you have a cliff notes or something. Well, Lucha, the good thing is Lucha, they don't do that as much. Yeah. It's the American group. Well, that. And, 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 and the Superboys are so fun. One, his wife is there and she is. She gets involved with Oh, the, I yeah. love it. There's almost no explanation for it, but. She rocks. She gets involved when it's the kids. Yes. Kids. And then, like, the main events, like, when they start messing around with the chairs. <laughs> I love that. She starts oh getting my upset God. about them. If I, but, hey, hey. Because they cost money. I guess the cost, for every chair they break, they got, they got to pay, like, a certain amount. Ten bucks per yeah. chair, I think, or yeah. something like that. If I ever lost my mind and started promoting uh, that, she's the first person I'd hire. Yeah. And she'd say, what do you want me to do? I said, just do what you do. <laughs> yes. Don't do anything different. Just, just be, be you. you. You don't let them get away with anything. Yeah. Yeah. You're Amina. She rocks. Yeah. Yes. Uh, well, I guess this is a good place to wind it up, mainly because I have to get up at, uh, well, see, it's 943. I have to get up at 4 o'clock. Oh, you're working tomorrow? Yep, yeah. I'm working tomorrow. Okay. But uh, thank you, Fredo. It was good getting caught up. <laughs> you, got, you got all your news. Now you can spend another week without not, real, not, not, not following Lucha or wrestling at all. No, I'll follow Lucha, but it's going to be Lucha in the past. Yeah. Uh... Uh, after um, finding out more about Charo Aguayo and Jimmy El Pulpo, I want to see more about Chino Achi. Sneeze, he yeah, also sneeze. was big in Oregon, oh, believe really? it or not. Uh, also looking for stuff on Ray Ryan, Ray Duran. Uh, there's actually a lot of the... A lot of Rays. <laughs> a lot of pioneers in Mexico who uh, actually got a lot of work in the States oh, that, really? I wasn't, that I wasn't aware of. Yeah. Um, but anyways... I will be watching... CML Informa tomorrow. So I will be the ghost. I know you'll be excited. About that. <laughs> I'll be the ghost you're of thrilled. Christmas past. You're... You'll be the ghost of Christmas I'm present. I'm sure you're thrilled. <coughs> if I'm the ghost of Christmas of wrestling past, you're the ghost of wrestling present. Who's the ghost of wrestling future? That will be... Um... That was the baby that was here last week. That... <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I should have interviewed him. Like, hey, can I have you? Can I... I should have told the mom, hey, I'll take care of the kid. Let, me... Let him do a podcast with me. <laughs> Should have been like, please take him. <laughs> That's right. And then when she hears the you know, podcast, the only, the only she'll demand pay, saying, "Hey, child labor laws." Yeah, the are... only reason, and I got up to check just because a baby crying. I thought, "Oh man, what if he's been kidnapped?" <laughs> like, I better check. I don't. The want only to thing perfect, more perfect, would be if a train passed. Yeah, it's right as the right as the yeah. baby was crying. <laughs> yeah, there was no baby this week. So, so yeah, Petticoat Junction. No right baby here, this Walnut week. Walnut kills. No baby this week. Just Kurt back again. <laughs> well, hopefully, we'll be back really, really soon. I had a blast tonight, and I hope you folks enjoyed it, too. So, what was the powder they threw in somebody's face? No, it was mist in Lucha Underground. Yeah, mist. Green mist. Damn, no Monsell's powder. No, that's what I was thinking when I was thinking. I was like, oh, it was green mist. Damn, okay. Well, until then, may the right hemisphere of the brain short circuit the left hemisphere. 
in this left hemisphere short circuit the right. I could never say the line without. I couldn't yeah. remember it. <laughs> I was like, man, I gotta finish this show. What, what am I supposed to do? Uh, I can still sing the line. Claude Uber Bukowski finds this groovy to hide in a movie, pretends he's Fellini and Antonioni, but never his countryman Roman Polanski. Roll into one, one Claude Uber Bukowski, but I still can't get down the classic Dr. Jerry Graham line perfectly. And I can't finish the podcast. Well, then I guess that's our way of saying I'll attempt the Dr. Jerry Graham quote again next time. and uh, Two weeks. We should promise two weeks. Two weeks, two weeks. And if I can find one, I'll throw in a Whisker Savage quote, too. So take care, folks.